Hey guys, welcome to the Tweet Coast Church podcast. So glad that you could join us. Now prepare your hearts for another inspiring message from one of the Tweet Coast Church crew. Let's thank the band. <laughs> oh, you guys can take a seat. Uh, this is my first official time preaching, so you're here for the debut. I get the run on jersey. I'm number one, Billy Slater. Here we go. Uh, that was impromptu, so who's my favourite player? There we go. Um, my name is Tiffany. If you haven't met me, I'm a wife to John, who runs the production team, Go Duckos, and a mum to Honey. She's nine months old just now. Um, and I lead the prayer team here at Tweed Coast Church. So I'm starting our series of called Pray First, leading into February. As you know, it's the 26th of January, but we are preparing our hearts already. All things new is gone. We are into all things new. Pray first, February. Let's go. So I wanted to share a little bit about myself because, as I said, I lead the prayer team here, but don't don't think of me any more than any of you. I love to pray. I love God. That's why I lead the prayer team. Jono and Amy have given me that, that opportunity, and I'm really thankful to do that. And I just want to share with you all a bit of our heart from the prayer team, from Pastors Jono and Amy, for February, for you all, and what we are expecting in 2020. So I'll share a little story so you can get to know me a bit more. Um, this is my daughter, Honey, up on the screens. Oh, isn't she cute? As lots of you all know, if you have kids or if you've met a newborn, they don't always look like this. And early days might not be all smiles and standing up in their crib. It might be a lot of crying and rolling around in their crib and not, not going to sleep so easily. And as a, as a new mum, I found that quite stressful. But um, I developed a little prayer that I would say with Honey before every nap. So when she's early and she'd be sleeping five times a day, every nap I was like praying this prayer over her. I was saying, dear God, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you're always with me when I'm asleep, when I'm awake. And thank you that you'll be with me when I wake up. And then I'll wake up really happy. And I would just declare that over her. Didn't always work. But if anything, prayer doesn't always change our circumstances, but it does change our attitude towards those circumstances. And I don't know how much it was getting into Honey's little life, but I know that was getting into my life as a mum, prophesying that, speaking that over her, his truths over her, that he is always with her when she's asleep, when I'm asleep, if that happens, and when we're all awake. <laughs> so that is a little bit about me. I, I don't always say that with her even now. There was a few times when a few months went past and um, I wasn't always saying that prayer over her and sleep got a little bit worse and I was like, oh, that's right. And then you start praying the prayer again and it doesn't always get back to the perfect sleep. But, you know, I know that God is always changing um, my attitude, changing those circumstances. And yeah, I love prayer. Prayer is not always the center of my life like I wish it would be. But I truly believe in the power of prayer and I believe in a God who loves his people to pray. And that's what we're going into in 2020, a God who loves his people to pray. And this is my sermon. It's on prayer, the when, the what, and the how. Okay, so get your notes out. Let's get going. I don't have as much time as I would like, so I really I wrote everything out, which I don't normally do. I normally am a bit of a chatter, so I've written it out so we can stay on track. So let's go. Prayer, the when. Prayer is for always. Prayer is for specific moments. So prayer is for always. This scripture for our series is on Ephesians 6, um, 18. It says, pray always, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. A day we don't pray is a boast to God. Two things happen when we don't pray. We put ourselves above God. We're saying that we can do this without him and we expose ourselves to the lies of the devil. 
This verse comes at the end of the passage of Scripture where Paul is writing to the Ephesians, encouraging them to put on the armor of God. And he says to put on the full armor of God is to pray in the Spirit on all occasions in all kinds of prayers and requests. So it's not okay just to put on the rest of the armor and go, here we go, Lord, I can do this. We actually need to be praying on all occasions and letting him fight all those battles for us. The good, the bad, the worst, always let's, let him handle every situation. Let him guard your hearts and your minds as you walk with him through it. I don't know about you, but I know that I need him always. I could go on and on with examples of how much I need him in my life, not just with honey, every area of my life, my work, my marriage, my friendships. I know I need him. I know that you know you need him. We're all in this together. Let's keep going. We've got to get, keep moving here. So prayer is for specific moments. We are called to live lives of continuous prayer, but we're also called to arm ourselves for specific moments of prayer. I've got a few scriptures here. They're not on the board, so listen carefully and maybe go back and check the podcast if you want to write these down. Genesis chapter 18. Abraham interceded. He prayed for the city of Sodom, and God saved his nephew Lot and his family. Esther chapter 4. The Jews fasted and prayed for their nation to be saved. Nehemiah chapter 1. Nehemiah fasted and prayed for the nation of Israel to be freed from captivity. Acts 12 verse 5 says, So Peter was kept in prison, but the church earnestly prayed for him. And the little title of that in my NIV Bible says, Peter's miraculous escape from prison. So you can guess what happens next. The church earnestly prays for him. Peter is miraculously freed from prison. Acts 16, Paul and Silas prayed and sung songs of God, songs of praise to God in prison, and he sent an earthquake to break their chains and they were set free. The verse we read before, Ephesians 6.18, Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus. So he's writing to the church, not an individual. I think that's important for us here as you think, okay, I will pray always. I'll arm myself with the, with the armor of God. But it's not actually just about you and your daily life. This is about coming together as a church and praying on all occasions. And I believe that God is calling us as a church to pray. We feel the pull of situations that we are going through and we have a choice. We can either choose to face the situations alone, let the lies of the enemy speak to us, tell us that God isn't in control, he isn't in this. Or we can choose to arm ourselves with the armour of God and pray into the situations as a church, uniting together, believing for everyone here. You might have specific needs. We're going to pray and believe with you. We're going to believe for our world, our church, our nation this February. God gives us seasons. He doesn't just give us summer, autumn, winter. But he gives us specific seasons of change. And February, I believe that God has gifted our church this month of February as a specific season of prayer. So I've been a part of this church for four months of February prayer and fasting. And I've seen the move of God that goes through this church when we humble ourselves and come to him and pray. One of the stories I heard recently from last year was a the, the, the healing of cancer in a man's body who wasn't even a part of this church. This is someone from the community who they just, someone in this church wrote a prayer request for them and they went to the doctor and they were miraculously healed. They couldn't explain what had happened, but everyone in this church came together to pray and believe. And that's just one example of the move of God that can come through when his people humble themselves and pray. Okay, so that's the when. Prayer is for always, prayer is for specific moments. Now we've got the what. Prayer is personal. Prayer is missional. So firstly, prayer is personal. It says that verse again, Ephesians 6, 18. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So it says with all kinds of prayers and requests, with all kinds, whatever it is, don't be anxious about anything, but bring everything, all your prayers, all your requests, whether it's healing, whether it's freedom from debt or financial stability, whatever it is, let's bring it to him. 
It says in Psalm 55, 22, cast your cares on him and he will sustain you. He'll never let the righteous be shaken. Yeah. Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. It's like what Caleb was talking about before. Let's just lean back into him, bring it all to God and lean back into him and he will give us our rest. So when I say prayer is missional, that's the next one. I don't mean just, I mean outward focus. So prayer can be anything that's going on in your life, but it's also outward focus. Let's look around us and pray for those around us. That verse again, the second sentence says, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So prayer makes a, Paul makes a point in pretty much all his letters to start with prayer for the church that he's praying to, the people he's praying to. He says that I'm, I'm thanking God for you. I'm praying for you. I'm, he does that in all of his letters and in 2 Corinthians 1 3 he says this praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of compassion the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God so I'm sure you can pick up on the theme word there it's the comfort that we have received from God that we can comfort others with that comfort Comfort, 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 all right? So it's not just about, that's the hope, that's the love, that's the freedom that God has poured into your life as a believer in this room. He has poured out so much of himself into you. And it's not just for us to keep on growing individually, but it's to look outside ourselves and to pour that out into the people around us, the people in our world, in our community, your neighbour that you might not like that much. It's not about you. It's about putting out the comfort of God in those people's lives. So this February, let's take up the call to pray, not only for your own needs, but look around you. The prayer points that Peter was... uh, Peter? (laughs) I've made that joke a few times and now I've said it on stage. He knows. The prayer points that Peter has put up on the blog for us, they're not just random prayer points. They're prayer points from our pastors. The prayer points have been prayed over and they're prayer points that will guide you this month in personal prayer and missional prayer for those around you. So we've, got, we've sort of broken them down this time as well into different weeks. We've got week one, we're praying for breakthrough. And week four, we're praying for a move of God. It's kind of cut off there, but you can get it. It's a move of God. And there are specific days that you can be praying for God to move in those individual areas of your life. Specific things that you are praying for. Whether it's freedom from habits, debts, relationships, ministry, reaching your, your full potential. Praying for your families, for your kids, for fresh, fresh vision for the year. There is space in those days to be praying and allowing God to speak into your life. Weeks two and three, we're praying for our church and our world. We're praying for our nation, our leaders, our schools, our neighbours, for the missionaries that we're supporting around the world, our kids and youth ministries, our small groups, our Love Out Loud projects. There is space in that time to be praying and believing for a move of God in, in our nation and the world around us. What a list to get excited about. Let's go. Like We're going into this month expectant for God to work in all of these areas. So let's let's yeah get excited and get out keep an eye out on the blog post and we're going to do daily podcasts so that you can be excited and be listening whether it's in your car on your lunch break at school wherever get that in your ear and get the word of God and be praying for this every day let's unite together all right my time is nearly up so I'm going to go right on to the last one the how pray from who he is pray from who you are I'm going to get the band to come up in this point So there's so many practical ways that we can be praying this February. We've got Wednesday nights. We're going to be meeting together at church at 7 p.m. here. We've got daily prayer points, as I said, blog posts, podcasts. And we've got the last Sunday of the month is going to be our summer rain encounter service right here, 7 p.m. There's so much to get excited about. But what I want to focus on today is not just the ways that we can pray, but it's the how we can actually pray. So firstly, we're praying from who God is. 
In the Lord's Prayer, it says to pray, Our Father in heaven, your will be done. So how do we know his will? His will is his word. It's not cryptic, it's revealed. We're knowing, if we know God's word, we can pray his truths over every situation. Prayer isn't a monologue, prayer is a dialogue. God wants to speak to you, his heart through his word. And we've made it so easy for you. If you've never prayed before, we've got a scripture attached to every single prayer point that we're praying over. So you don't have to have to guess what God's will is or what he wants you to pray. Just read his words and proclaim his truths over every prayer point. Let's unite together and declare his words. He's the very words of God that he wants us to be praying, that he's longing for us to be praying. Let's unite in that together. His word tells us he is a faithful father. His word tells us he cares for our every need. His world tells us he longs to see the lost come to know him here and all around the world. Your neighbor, the people in Iraq, where our missionaries are, he cares about all of them. His word tells us that. His word tells us he calls the little children to himself. Your children in kids' church, the children in the schools that we have um, chaplains working in, he cares about all of them. His word tells us that he's a God who longs to save. His word tells us he wants to speak to you. So declare his truths, his promises, who he is in prayer and pray from who you are. For some of you, that statement might carry a bit of a boast. You might think, oh, I get up at 4am every morning and pray for three hours before I start work. Look, it might not be any of you. It's not me. (laughs) But for some of you, that statement might seem like a bit of carry a bit of fear in your life. You might think I'm not good enough. Who I am isn't enough to be praying to God. But I want to tell you today that it's not righteous people. It's not it's not perfect people who pray, it's righteous people who pray. Okay? This is 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. It says, You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's chosen possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. So we pray because we are his. That's who we are. We're his. We're righteous people. We are made right with God by the blood of Jesus. The power of our prayers doesn't come in the amount of words we pray, what we say, how loud we say them, whether you're standing up the front with your arm raised or you're in the back of the room humbling yourself before God. The power of our prayers come in who we're praying to. Do you notice in Ephesians 6.18 how it says to pray? It says pray in the Spirit in all kinds of prayers and requests. Pray in the Spirit. And, you know, in our church, we often can pray in tongues up here. Some of you do that. Some of you might not. But that's not necessarily what this means. It means to pray in the power of the Spirit, not in your own words, your own strength, to pray in the power of the Spirit that's at work in your life. I want to read to you now from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 6 to 21. You would have seen in that promo video for February, we've got that verse, Ephesians 3.20. That's actually our vision for the whole year not just for the month of February, but for our whole year from Pastor Jono and Amy for, for 2020, for what we're going to be praying into. And I'm going to read this whole thing. It's a big bit of scripture, but pay attention. It um, starts at verse 16. It says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, that you'll know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the measure of the fullness of God. So I don't know if you're picking up on the theme, but it's all about God in you. It's all about His love in you, His power in you, Jesus Christ in you, His Spirit in you. It's actually not really about you. (laughs) It's about who He is. And the next bit says, Now to Him 
who is able to do more, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that's at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, far more than we could ask, think or imagine, because of his power at work within us, not our own strength, our own words, but his power, his spirit. And I want this to be a prayer for you this week. I know it's not February yet, but let's prepare our hearts this week. Let's get expectant for God to move in February. Let's start this week. Okay, let's not wait till the 1st of Feb and think, what am I going to fast? When am I going to pray? Let's start now opening our hearts to the love of God and letting His Spirit fill us again, letting His power fill us again. Because if we don't start now, you'll start on the 1st and think you're not good enough and that you're not ready and then you'll wait till next year. Let's not wait. Let's begin to open our hearts today. His, his love, the wide, how wide and long and high and deep is the love of God for you. I want you to have the confidence to join with us this February, even if it's your first time to church and you think, I've never prayed to God before, I've never even thought of God before. I want you to have the confidence to be able to approach Him and know that you can pray all your prayers and requests, not just for yourself, for the people you care about, people in this room and outside this room. His love goes beyond anything that we can see. So I just want to give us some time today to just declare these truths over ourselves and get it and prepare a heart. So I want to invite you all to stand across this place. There's a verse in Hebrews 4 that says that we can approach the throne of God, the throne of grace with confidence to receive mercy and grace in our time of need. And I want us all just to right now, just close your eyes. And just if you're feeling that you have been far from God, or even if you've been a Christian your whole life, but you just need that fresh confidence to be able to declare his truths over your life to get ready for February, Let's open our hearts to Him right now. Even stretch out your hands and just let Him fill you again with His Spirit, His power, His Word. The the songs we've been singing this morning remind us that we are His. They remind us of His love that was washing over us already, that's been with us from the start of this service. And just let Him fill you again with His Holy Spirit so that you... Even if you've been a Christian your whole life, even if you've never been a Christian before, let let Him fill you right now with His Spirit and empower you for this month ahead, for this month of prayer and fasting, to pick up the love of God, pick up the truths of God, pick up the righteousness of God in your life. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We pray that you are touched by God's Word. If you would like to know more about Tweed Coast Church, please visit tweedcoastchurch.com.au.